It's Wednesday, March 24th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. How's it going, fellas? He's going. Where is he? I don't. Oh, there he is. Okay. I just heard his voice. I couldn't see him. I was concerned. Disembodied. It was going weird for a moment, but now we're good. We're going. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Quick uh, day in tech history for you. You want that or no? I do. I want to know about this day in tech history. It's probably yesterday in tech history, if I had to Okay, guess. it is. It's yesterday and the day before. Okay, so we'll start with uh, we'll start with two days ago. Uh, laser beams patented March twenty second. This was this past Monday, March twenty second. You want to guess the year? Uh, what year was Austin Powers out? Doctor Evil. <laughs> that is actually an interesting nineties. Is that a nineties thing? That no, no, no. So the well, the question there is: Did lasers exist when Austin Powers? was set definitely not you don't think so <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> kidding. Was it, weren't they set he in the 60s one. he had a laser was it the 60s or the 70s 60s or 70s i guess it was 70s i don't know well it doesn't matter march 22nd 1960 i yeah okay i was actually going to guess the 60s for lasers but i was i would not have guessed the beginning of the 60s actually so austin powers is a documentary it is it's a documentary and yet no been. one no one has figured out how to attach these lasers to the heads of sharks I don't believe that that is accurate. I, I actually think we have we have, have you seen it made laser sharks for explicit purposes, and it was in the documentary. Russ is not wrong. <laughs> Moving on. All right. So yesterday in day in day in tech history in this day in tech history, March twenty third, two thousand one. Yesterday in tech history. Yesterday was also my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday. All right. Uh, March twenty third. The, and you're going to guess the year again, but uh, the Russian space station Mir burns up in the Earth's atmosphere after 15 years in orbit. The debris that isn't burned up falls safely into the Pacific Ocean between Chile and New Zealand in a region from which governments had routed planes and ships away, which is actually pretty cool that we can do that and have that much math. Heads up in math. Yeah. All right. What year? Mir falls from the sky. Uh, 1995, because I'm pretty sure that... James Bond was involved in this. 15 years? Mm-hmm. It was launched in I'm, 1986. I'm, wait, what? It was lo- <laughs> well, you just gave us I just the math. I was asking you to do that. <laughs> well, 2001. <laughs> so, 2000s, yeah. I was going to guess it, it was launched. like a trick. Yeah, right? I, I was guessing it was launched sometime in the 70s, and I was going to go off that, but you just told us, so yep. the gig is up. Yeah, I'm a giving person, okay? That's what it is. Six was a great year. Wait, before we get away from tech history. Oh, you got more? Aren't we making tech history on Friday? Probably with a giveaway or something like that. By doing something epic on the Tech Breakfast podcast? Are we having Tim Sweeney from Epic on the podcast? (gasps) No. Oh, (laughs) I just got real excited. (laughs) (laughs) We we are giving away an Oculus Quest 2. Boom. Compliments of... V-Spatial VR. Wait a minute. That's right. V-Spatial VR. I thought, we, I thought you guys were going to say it together. I thought you were going to be so excited like I was. Wait a minute. So we're giving that away. We're not just keeping that? Well, I mean, my name's in the hat 10,000 times. Just okay. so normal odds. It's fair right. game. Okay. It's not rigged. Got it. Because we're going to pick it random. Right. From that list. Random for one of us three. It was heavily dominated by my name. Yes. Okay. But it's still fair because it's random. It's totally random. I'm kidding. No, our listeners. How are you going to do the giveaway? That have, I think I was going to do it in a spreadsheet, but no, our, our listeners can put their name in the hat, the figurative hat that will not have my name. Virtual okay. spreadsheet hat. The virtual spreadsheet hat. And uh, and they get their name on the list by, you want to remind them, Russ? 
Uh, they get it on the list by liking and retweeting the super secret special tweet, as well as following the Tech Breakfast podcast. That's us. And then V Spatial VR, very specifically. V Spatial VR. There's another V Spatial out there. Is my bad. Imposter. That was my bad. Kieran noticed that I was tagging the wrong V Spatial. All right, cool. That's awesome. I'm excited. Tech news. Who's starting? I am. What you got? You guys have heard of Slack. Mm-hmm. You guys have probably heard of Teams. Mm-hmm. Mostly just stalling until I can find the article that I'm looking for. <laughs> you guys know who Microsoft is? Nope. Ooh. We've talked about him on the show before. Bill Gates. I think Bill Gates used to be a engineer there. It's my eighth cousin once or twice removed, something like that. Well, that's right. You guys have the same last name. <laughs> oh, that's right. Now, here's the linkage. Do you know what Discord is? I yes. do. Oh, what no. Are they Microsoft spent $10 billion dollars on them? $10 billion. <laughs> what if they spent $10 million? That'd be even more than billion, I think. <laughs> I think. Um, I think. We're doing something with zero. Well, it's hard to tell what. M, further into the alphabet. Um, so Microsoft is in talks to buy Discord for more than $10 billion. $10 billion. Here's my question. Why? So they can shut it down. I mean, just kidding. isn't there some overlap with teams here to a degree? No, not even a little bit. No, Definitely people not. That are on Discord, As a yeah. comms platform. Nope. People on Discord are not on team. I, I'm on both. So that's well, factually inaccurate. Yeah, I'm also on that's both. That's embarrassing. And, right and, and I'm being sarcastic. Aaron's all like, different people use it. But they're absolutely both just collaboration platforms. And I think it's a shot at, obviously, features they don't have to compete with Slack. But also, it's it's been like how many years since they pushed Teams after you know killing Link or Skype for business in hold, a meaningful way? It's still there. But my point is, every few years, Microsoft tries again at the chat app. So this well, is just try again. Yeah, so let's, let's be very clear about this. Teams is unbelievably successful and will not leave. It will not be gone. They will not go anywhere to hear first. Uh, I feel like we need Nicholson on here because I know that he hates teams more than maybe mm-hmm. any other person could rationally. Yeah, hate I can actually software. feel his hate coming through. What I want to know is you mentioned something there about them needing discord to compete more with things that Slack does that teams doesn't. I don't Just know guess. what that could be. <laughs> like, I don't know what teams does that, or that Slack does doesn't do doesn't do today or do well that, mm. that Discord would fill in for. I, That's fair because I don't know enough about the feature set. They're covering their bases. I mean, Teams is enterprise and Discord is cool. It's totally different ends of the spectrum. Okay, I, I mean the way I see it, since since both of your thoughts are, are pretty empty, I'm disappointed. Is that I think that they're trying to to integrate more of their cross platform play between Xbox and. Uh, and PC and making things jive better. I think that there's a play there. I just don't know. I, I feel like there's more market there. Well, they're buying an audience. Well, wait, 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 wait. Is there is there a chance that it's just related to the gaming side of Microsoft, anyways? I think it has to be more than that to pay. It's more than that. They're buying. They're well, buying audiences. Billion. Yeah, you're right. They're buying audiences on all kinds of platforms. Access to. Now, I know that both of y'all nerds are, are on Teams and on Discord, but that's not who I'm talking about. Go find somebody on YouTube that has any sort of large following. And if they ask you to follow or whatever, or like hit me up on my Twitter or Instagram or yeah, whatever, they always too. say, yeah, hit me up on Discord. They never say hit me up on Teams. Never. That's because Teams is business centric. 
That's what I just said. There, it's different audiences. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I am right. Okay. Mm. There's your answer. But but I don't I don't mm. know where the ten billion is coming from. That's not an answer for ten billion. That's I, it's something. Is that market really worth that much? And is it worth money? Is out of the box? Money isn't real. It's just how much it. Yeah, it's just how much it took to get access to those people. But opportunity cost is real. So spending ten billion on Discord. No, there's for always $10 more money. Or not. No, there's always more money. It's just when can we get access to those people? There's something more to it. I do wonder if. Uh... I don't know if you guys know that it can do this, um, or maybe you do, and Slack can do this as well. Newsflash, it can't. It can stream games. So think Twitch. Wait, Discord can? Yes. Yeah, that's that's the stuff I was talking about. I, jumping into that makes more sense for gaming. Like, Think about using Discord to kind of change the way that a console platform, like, I don't know, Xbox, to change it in a meaningful way. We talk a lot about how profitable the gaming industry can be um, if their online platform also becomes naturally out of the box, almost social media-esque or streamable more simply, and they integrate that into live or whatever they just rebranded it because they rebranded it basically in the same breath as the we're buying Discord, then uh, this could be not maybe perhaps not solely focused on games, but I'm, I'm not positive that this is designed to go further than that. The Xbox gaming platform is cross-platform at this point, and there's a lot of money in it. What if what if it's like um, the Facebook Oculus to Facebook connection and Microsoft HoloLens, you know, getting into XR, AR, all that kind of MR stuff, they're leveraging that community and they connect those things sure. for the future of that path. Could be the beginning of their own another social media platform i need daniel for that one yeah. i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna finish my thought that i was working through uh, at the moment about that it can stream stream things they had another streaming platform which was a very big deal that they paid you know ninja and shroud like 10 plus million dollars which we all know is more than billion in order to come over and then they closed it less than a year later they they shut down that Oops. platform so i'm wondering if the streaming connection that I was making, you know, before Tyler jumped in and slapped me in the Sorry. face, Sorry. Um, Very is, is something to do with a different way of, of sharing and interacting with, with games just in, in some way, shape or form. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, because the number is so large, I really want to know what there, there has to be a plan that they're not yeah, just yeah. buying an audience. There's a plan for to use and interact and to monetize with and integrate that audience somewhere. Yeah, and that number for in, I love Discord. I use it every day, both for work and play. But people can't do that, and and I think that there's something there. Like something mm. is well, for sure. There. There's a secret sauce that's not just that audience. I agree. I just didn't see this coming. I really didn't see this coming. Although I do wonder because I don't know Discord's real business model. I mean, you can pay for that streaming ability to to be higher quality and stuff like that. I just wonder if they were looking for a buyer. You know? Yeah. In 2020, Discord generated 130 million in revenue, up from 45 mil in 2019. Still isn't profitable, though. Um, yeah. CEO says the focus of their revenue is subscriptions, not ads. $10 billion for an unprofitable company. I, I love for an unprofitable how... that's 130 million in revenue. Yeah. Does, is there anything that has a valuation for them? Their valuation is now ten billion because somebody right. Paid 10 well, because they're going to do it. But leading into this, does it? Yeah, I don't know. Does it say? 
I don't know what the multipliers for that industry 2021, are. 2021, it's 7 billion. So, so, okay. It's not 10 billion. It's 1.62, 3.57. That's going from 2017, 2018, 2020, and 2021. Oh, yeah, you're so, right. There's, this core doubled its valuation in December to 7 billion after raising yep. 100 million in a funding round led by venture capital firm Green Oaks Capital. So, Last December, seven billion was the current valuation. Microsoft up to another three billion to ten. It would. I mean, what is that saying? If they had a hundred and you said one hundred and thirty-five million in revenue. Yep, one hundred and thirty million. What is that multiplier? Oh, sort of still, what? Uh, what's the multiplier? I mean, that's that's yeah, like significant. It's like fifty to one or something. What? <laughs> you know what? It seems like a safe bet. One hundred and thirty-five I mean, like million. They've seven. been on a doubling streak. So Microsoft is probably just counting that in 2022, it's 14 billion. So they want to save 4 billion. That's the idea behind the 10. That's well, what I'm thinking. Does Microsoft even care about $10 billion? I wonder. Let's be honest. What are they worth? A trillion? The multiple there is 7.69. Oh. What did I do? I, I must add. Multiple of revenue. Right. That yeah. makes sense. It's less than 10, obviously, right? Because it's more than 100 million. Billy, did you already say what the active user count is on Discord? No, I didn't. Do you know what it is? Anyone want to take a guess? Well, we did. We talked about this a little bit the other day with some of the social media stuff. How many users would you want on a platform if your goal was to buy the user base for $10 if I'm billion? Paying $10 billion, I'd want all the people, all the yeah, users. Yeah, there's 6.7 million. It's that's small. It? Yeah, wow. that's, that's I don't. Tiny. I'm there's telling you, I don't, I don't think they're buying the user base for this. They're, the user base for this is not profitable. It's not. That's why okay. Discord is not profitable. Also, there's something I, I'm else still, here. It's still really high. I, your number doesn't make any sense. Ten times 130 million is 1.3 billion, and they they paid almost ten times that. Listen, point. we're not going oh, off your billion. math. Oh yeah, we're yeah, not, yeah. yeah. We're not Sorry, going off I your math. The, I did the math. Well, no, yeah, from last time. That's why I'm <laughs> no, double right. checking it like a gajillion times. No, you're it, right. It is, I'm that's sorry. an absurd multiplier, is it you're not? Right. Move move the decimal to the right. Yeah, it is absurd. Right. Seventy six. It's seventy seven times earnings. That's right. I'm sorry. That is insane. Sorry, I was thinking one billion, because that would be more reasonable. But yeah, oh, right. No, that's that's why. I'm sorry. It, yeah, seven Thank you billion. Thank for the math. <laughs> it was so, it's it's a huge multiplier. I I was gonna that. say it seems like we should be able to do that, but uh, but it's a, like four like, million songs per user. <laughs> hold on, these so these numbers are outdated. <laughs> they're, they're, their user numbers are more healthy, but they're not giving me a, a more recent one. I'm I'm only seeing forty five is their peak, but that 45 was forty five million. Like I would think you would need. A couple hundred million users in my mind, right? To buy the audience, you know what I mean. I'm, I mean, but but that's the at thing least that, what, what is million. that per user? That's that's nothing. If that, what would you say their average like unique user is at this point? I mean, I bet right now, even if it's, it's ten million, I, I'm, yeah, it was, no, no, it's higher than, than that. It's, it's it's higher than that now. I mean, it has to be. Um, they have six million servers. They have 45 oh, okay. million users. That's as of 45 million users. There you go. They had, um, but I think that number has got to be higher now because that's a couple years ago. This is not reporting on newer years. So in my mind, you, you, we do this in uh, streaming is always a big deal of like dollar per user. I mean, it's every industry is. Sure. That's, so I was trying to do the math there because, you know, Aaron was sort of arguing that it was based on audience and, and if their audience is 50 I said million, audience type. I didn't say audience. Yeah, that's true. Audience type. There's a there's yeah, a culture. There's ten a lot billion of dollars for a niche because the age range is probably mm -hmm. something similar to what you have in the streaming audience. I wouldn't even say it's a niche. 
No, no, no. I was saying if you're going to pay uh, $100 million per user, that would be very niche. That's why a cost oh, okay. per user is interesting. Yeah, yeah. 50, 50 million, no, is not niche. Oh, I got an updated number. This one looks much better. This one this one has a lot more credence to, to Buley's argument, which is in 2020, the registered users, it doesn't say active, but we'll just go off registered. 2020 jumped to 300 million. Actually, that actually wasn't their biggest jump. 2019 was their biggest jump from 130 to 250. Yeah, wow. Okay. So, so that, they're growing fast. 2019 as well, which is was a big, big year for them yeah. uh, as far as user base counts. And then uh, the active server count in 2020 went from 4.4 to 6.7. It's very interesting. All of those numbers start to make a lot more sense. So yeah, the you know cost per user from an audience perspective, I think the generation of the audience, yeah. that sort of stuff, that's all really awesome. I do yeah. think the the generational audience part is big because I do know that for and this is this is a struggle. The uh, so for the streaming audience, right? Meaning not the people who actually stream, but the viewers. Yeah. The average age is seventeen to thirty-five. We've talked about that before. It's a hugely valuable market. That's the one that Major League Baseball would kill for that to be the market that they serve. But their average audience is, I think, they're the oldest of all the sports. So it's like I think over fifty. It's like fifty to sixty or something. Like Forty-five to sixty, somewhere in that range. But you really want to catch people in that demographic between seventeen and thirty-five. And that's what you get in the streaming audience view. The problem with 17 to 35 is that the dollar per head is unbelievably low because they consume so many services that are by default free and paying for anything in addition is always difficult for them to sort of wrap their heads around in general. Like you could be a whale in this area, meaning someone who spends a lot of money uh, right. and spend like $20 a year. Like a whale for Discord probably is like subscribing for a month. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. And yeah. don't forget, too, that they had tried to buy TikTok last year for 30 billion, right? Wasn't that motivated differently? They had, I feel like there was a I thought so. thing there. Well, yeah. it, I mean, I would say it is motivated differently, but all I'm saying is it shouldn't, it shouldn't surprise us that much that they bought some sort of social media something or other. I think Discord fits with their model much better than a TikTok. But they oh, I agree. But I, I'm with Russ. I don't think, a, yeah, I don't think TikTok was Microsoft doing Microsoft things. I think TikTok was Microsoft taking advantage of basically like an international corporate arbitrage opportunity. Yeah, for sale, fire sale yeah. because you're about to die. Oh, I, also sure, think sure. that, I also think that TikTok is immensely more valuable. <laughs> yeah, not, not, not to me, but to you know the broader <laughs> whoever social owns media it. spectrum. Yeah. All I'm saying is they had 30 billion ready to drop on a social media and now they're spending 10 billion on something that I think aligns to their business a lot better. Yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Well, moving on. I think it's new. Here's a fun one. What would you guys guess was the number of Google searches that ended without a click through in 2020? Roughly percentage, not number. Help me yeah, out. Yeah. So you mean like they without, searched without out of, something? but they never clicked anything. So which Meaning means they the searched instance and response then didn't click any dude, links after. I've never thought any about link this. at all. Yeah, I'm betting it's pretty high because I, I think about every time I go and Google something, usually the answer is right there at the top. Right there at the top, and you never even have to click on something. No, not that. High. <laughs> nice. Not that high. No, you want to guess? Okay, Russ got 97. percent What you got, dude? Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 60 percent. Six out of every ten. 
It's roughly roughly uh, two thirds. It's actually higher than that. So roughly so sixty six percent. Dang, I was off yeah, by six yeah. percent. Come on, no, I know you bit of credit. Close. Oh no, no, for sure, two thirds. You were close. That's <laughs> it's awesome. It was actually sixty four point eight two percent of Google searches resulted in no click. <laughs> close to five there, buddy. <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't, I can't <laughs> buy a break here. Nope. Jeez. No breaks can be bought. <laughs> so. I will go proudly tell my wife and she'll tell me who cares. <laughs> this this is on Spark Toro, but um they, they just got a pie chart and it shows uh organic click throughs. So just based on the ranking of the link, right? That's thirty-three point five nine percent. And then uh paid click through is uh one point five nine. So out of all the searches, I was surprised to see that less than two percent were were clicking through ads. Uh roughly a third was clicking through, you know, just uh optimized links and then Two thirds, over two thirds, no one clicked anything. Which, in my mind, that's what I went to. Bully is the uh, the answer is right there. It's yeah. you know when when is this open? And boom, it's in the face. You yeah. Google or the name of the store, and it shows users. you it yeah. shows you the rough yeah. map, and then you know where you are. Yeah, ma- all that stuff shows up. I would which be, is- I would like to track this for myself because I feel like I click more than one third of the time on a link I'm searching for. I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, maybe you're trying uh, to get more. Yeah, I could be wrong. I think, so I'd I like think to be mine's higher than that too. Behavior. But, but I don't know. Cause I, I'm, I'm a, an awful, awful speller. So I will often Google a word just to see what the word should be spelled like. And it's always at the top. I, I do this as well. Yeah. Mm. All the time. And so, so I think there are a lot of those, which I'm not even sure I would register as a Google search. But I'm with you, Russ. I don't think I don't think mine's a third either. I, I do it. I do it often, but I don't think I do it more often than using it for actually trying to find a more What's content. Interesting to me is I feel like I feel like that means that maybe two thirds of people use Google in a very specific way that I don't think <laughs> of. Like like when I'm using Google, I'm looking for something specific, and I'm I, I I don't I'm not judging it necessarily based on the links that I see. Like I'm I, I judge if I'm gonna which one I'm gonna pick, but I'm gonna pick one of them trying to find the thing. Whereas I feel like some people, this is just a guess, are are using Google just in general to like find things to to look at. To like look they're at. like, oh, that's not the thing. You know what? Now. Maybe this one. Really. I don't know. You, I mean, you know, you know, know, you know what else you know, of your searches would not be you wouldn't click through. I just you know, you know what might skew this and, and it would probably actually skew my data too if they're talking about it, is I will often Google something and then immediately go to Google images and just scroll through. And I have no intention of going to a website. I don't want to read about it. I'm just trying to get a feel for what stamped concrete in this style looks like, or sure. you know, looking at a roof line or something like that. And there are probably billions of people or sorry, searches coming from people that are just looking to see an image in the image side or looking at just average price for something and shopping as opposed to actually intending to click through a link. So they may look at that on the surface and then, you know, step away. What fascinates me is I think you could go say this to anybody or to a lot of people and everyone would say, yeah, that average number is not me. Like what I'm doing with you guys, right? You asked the question, I thought, okay, what is it probably for me? I gave the answer. I was off by 4.27%, which is a lot. statistically correct number, right? Uh, It's off by standard deviation and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. What do you think the standard deviation of that number is, Aaron? Because yeah, you just threw that out words. there, but I'm trying you're to wrong. say words. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just the interesting fact that you could probably tell a whole group of people what an average number of anything is, even outside of Google searches. Of course, and pretty much everybody would deny that they were 
the like the average. <laughs> that's right. that's always a fun anyway. statistic. But but I think I think this one I think there's a ton of searches that I do in Google that I don't even think of, like as as being Google yeah. searches. I use it differently for those things, so it doesn't register the same way. It's I, a good point because they also have like for instance, <clears throat> you just use Google to uh, to Google uh, Discord ah. valuation, and they have. They have certain information and even apps that pop up. Like, for instance, if I want to, if I want to go look for how many people have been vaccinated by COVID or for vaccine vaccinations for COVID nineteen, I don't have to click on any links because Google has an basically right a built-in app that shows yeah. up, and you and, and it's interactive. I mean, you can change the different places. So I wonder if they would count leveraging one of those apps. I think so, or not, because I do that's, that all the time. Right. And I, that's what I was thinking. I was—I think that they've gotten so good at giving the relevant information embedded right there on the page on the Google search, no click necessary. And so it's uh, skewing. I'll say, Don't but they I make think more money. So if you click the link, though, yeah. You, well, well it's, I would guess it depends, right? I don't know. If it's There's advertised of... content, that might not be true. They could be being paid might... by the advertisers to embed yeah. an application in that case. And I'm curious for y'all if you have seen this. Uh, there's been a bunch of things I've been searching for lately that there's been an ad tied to it at the top, and you forget that the very first one is an ad, and then you can go to the like the second or third, and it's the actual thing you're looking for. But they look so similar anyway. You click it, and then it ends up going to a dead page. I don't know if that's happened to y'all. Oh yeah, I've yeah, noticed that. Happened to me. Yeah, over the past um, like, couple of weeks. I have so many ad blockers on. I don't actually know what Google looks like anymore. Well, that's, that was my other question is I wonder if it's um, some ad blocker stuff that ends up killing that. But anyway, well, they seem to be advertising things that don't exist anymore. The, the thing is, is that this whole, <laughs> you know, their use of applications or, or, or information that just shows up on Google before clicking through to a link is actually a point of contention with a lot of mm, uh, they don't you know, news outlets or sites or whatever it is because they're not getting the clicks actually, onto their site. So that's I don't a good know point. if they do get more money. I think they I want bet, people to be on the face of Google more often. Yeah, and, and that's, a, that's actually a really good point because Google got paid to get the ad up there. The, the advertiser gets paid when people click through. So it's right. actually not really in Google's best interest to have you click through. That's when they have to pay out. So wouldn't, I can see that being pretty contentious. But wouldn't the advertiser not want to advertise anymore if they're not getting right. any clicks? It's definitely yeah, they, an ecosystem. They definitely yeah. wouldn't want to advertise with the largest <laughs> advertiser in the world with the furthest reach. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Moving on. Yeah. All right. What <laughs> what else else 4.82. I thought maybe I thought maybe we would end the show with just two topics today. That'd be weird, right? That would be weird. We That's could. Now. I got to go soon, but we could do one more. Or okay. I could do one Any more. comments on uh, Intel's new CEO, Pat Gelsinger, suddenly showing up and saying, we're going to spend $20 billion on two fabs? Uh, can we expand the thought further? Because I do have a... Do you want me I, to? I do have one. Yeah. Did you see what, do you what they're going to be doing to, you want with me to say more? Fabs? Or are you going to I say mean, more? I don't know. Tell us. What, tell what, us, Russ. No. I mean, I love it. No. I love the fact that he's solving what I think is a problem right away. And uh, it's not I agree. a problem not waiting. I think we have. Like it's it's recognized <clears throat> as like a, a modern superpower Nightmare. risk not yeah. to have that supply chain addressed. This is this is a national security problem at this point. Did I yeah. sound unsure when I said that? Did I say no, I no, think no. it's a problem? No, no, no. I, yeah. I was saying that it, it has been so identified as yes. like this goes way beyond like maybe there's another reason. No. <laughs> it's yeah. line in sand. We know yeah. we have a huge problem. Yeah. Two new chip plants coming to Arizona. 
Yep. Courtesy and, of and Pat Gelsinger. And $20 let's, you know, let's throw the disclaimer out there that I think we are all biased towards things that Pat does because I think that we believe he's going to do incredible things. Uh, preemptively, we think he's going to do it. But the, the, other, the other side of this is what I would assume they'll end up using this and, and other fabs for, which is they are going to op up, op, op up, op up. open up. They're going to open up the, uh, the ability or the business line to be able to use those fabs for third parties. So they will create chips for other people, just like TSMC. That's cool. And what I th- the street loved Sorry. that. That was big. Yeah. yeah. What I think Pat Gelsinger is on the verge of is like a, um, like a mythological, like or no, like legend status, like a John Bunyan or like a Johnny Appleseed or something, where the, the story a thousand years from now will be that Pat Gelsinger personally built two fabrication plants with his bare hands at $20 billion of his own money. <laughs> well, the, you know, this is it's what Pat does really seat. well. <laughs> Pat never lets, I'm, I'm not even going to say his ego, I'm going to say the ego of the entity that he is running get in the yeah. way of doing what is probably obvious. Like yeah. it was obvious to it partner with Amazon Web Services as VMware. And then it was obvious that he needed to open up Intel's world a little bit and start being good at fabricating things again and open it up to other people to leverage that because that is a big part of the business that was crumbling all around them. And Mm. so there's just, you see these things and he probably walked in and immediately was like, Hey guys, uh, we need to, we we need to do these two things. Do this. Let's just, let's just go do that. And it's just, some people don't let themselves work past the ego of the entity that they're in. They take themselves too seriously. Yeah. And, and I think that that is something that Pat does a really good job of taking sort of an introspective look at the business, looking in the market where they're having struggles and the diff- difficult competing and says, you know what? We need to embrace this and not just try and fend it off. And that's mm-hmm. what he does. He embraces, he meets his customers where they are. And, and that's, I think, a very, very valuable strategy, especially now. In 2021, a lot of stuff is about meeting people where they are or where they're going, and he's really good at seeing that and working towards it. And I think this is this is a prime example of that, and it's happening quick, and I like it. There, there you, you go. go, mad props. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why they picked Arizona, and it looked like an Intel official said because Arizona is this is quote because Arizona is the largest U.S. manufacturer site that is supported by strong ecosystems of innovation and our deep ties to this community. I didn't realize Intel had that deep of a yeah. tie to Arizona, but Arizona. my own ignorance. Well, you know, what's interesting with this whole thing is, is myself, and I think a lot of, you know, at least a few other people had the idea, never thought that Intel would do something like this. So the only other relatively obvious option was to do what the rest of the market was doing and to outsource the fabrication, the plant process, the, or the manufacturing that they were going to mm-hmm. do, and to go to TSMC and, and leverage their seven nanometer process and now five nanometer process that is out there, or to Samsung or whoever might be doing a better job at it. And so Pat immediately decided to go the other route and say, no, we're going to get good at this, period. We, and I think his quote was, he, you know, he, we needed to be better at making chips than, <laughs> I don't know, uh, at fruit company or something like that. It was funny <laughs> yeah. when he said it. Um, it was and, not. And decided, yeah, go ahead. What was Sorry. it? Well, if no, you, you're, no, you're right. I was just saying it was not veiled very well. It was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was. There was lots of shots in that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I respect yeah, it that. Funny. And and so it's like he's he's deciding to take that challenge head on and and to become good at that again, but then to open it up to, you know, other people to use, which is which is really good. Both you know for us 
in the, you know, from the world perspective, we need to be better at this in the United States and more self-reliant. He's helping in that regard. But then also from a business perspective, I think it's just very good for Intel. So he took the opposite approach, I think, of what a lot of people thought they would do just because no one thought they would open up their business to other people. They thought maybe they would just take theirs. And I don't know. I like it. It's bold. It's good. I'm a fan. I'm a fan, Pat. Come on the show and talk about it. Let's let us know about that decision-making process. All right. Um, can I mention Facebook again real quick? Please. So Love I'm curious Facebook. what y'all think about this. Um, there's a leaked moderator doc. I don't know if y'all saw this, but Facebook, I did. I did Facebook not. users, according to documents internal to Facebook, they can, they are allowed to call for the death of a public figure. So long as the individual is not tagged or quote purposefully exposed what? to the calls. Yes. So they're training their moderators um, basically to be more lenient on bullying if the abuse is directed at celebrities and just Uh, if they don't at them when they wish death upon them. Man, I I don't, I think I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's like, it's fomenting some bad behavior that you just don't need to. Yeah. Like why, why, why? I guess, I guess my question is this, is it so valuable to allow that kind of content? that you would do it because I can't think of any reason Facebook would allow that kind of speech unless it was profitable or is this just a don't F with it. If it's not actually putting people in danger. content? I think, I think the, the answer to your question is in the story. This wouldn't even be a story if it wasn't something that, you know, had some level of importance and value to the broader community meeting. This is something that's going to rile people up. And if people get riled up on social media, riled up social media means money for social media platforms. Yeah, that's so. True. Here's a specific example too. Zuckerberg said that Steve Bannon calling for the deaths of Dr. Fauci and the FBI director Chris Ray, they didn't violate their terms of service, even though because he was demanding just, their heads on spikes. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's just I feel like we come, we come back to this all Crazy. the time. It's like there there has to be some attempt at doing the right thing too. And I just don't know why you want that kind of stuff to be put onto a megaphone that is a social media platform with that kind of reach. Any really, but like, I'm, I don't, my default state isn't regulate people's speech, even if it's hateful towards something, right? But there, there should be like a natural, almost politeness limit to how much vitriol you should you can share with a billion people. And, yeah. and I feel like heads on spikes is a little more colorful than you want to have in regular discourse. Like go go write an op-ed if you want to say stuff like that and, and let people choose to see it. I, I don't know. I maybe I'm wrong. I, I think that this is going to be, and it's it brings up a whole argument again about people not understanding the confines of constitutional free speech versus worse. What a private company could do, but I do believe that it is an element of them trying to be as open as they can sure. be and and not get yelled at for being, you know, the curators of, of free right. Speech. But I think it still gets back to my question is I, I would I would argue all day, which I think you were saying too, Facebook has the right to limit any speech on their platform, right? right. This this isn't a constitutional question, but what they should and shouldn't has to be defined by something defined. And, and I would say that a just a social doctrine of good behavior, it, it's not impossible to come up with some pretty good ground rules. 
And it seems naturally like one of those ground rules is calling for the death of people is not something we want in general. And then also usually not something we want specifically. This is a good example of that. But I, like bullying in general is not a good thing. And, and I feel like most people would agree with that statement. So why, why would you want it to exist on the platform? That seems like an easy line to draw. Yeah, I just th- I think there's more nuance because I think you know we well, jokingly say whenever you're not here, like God, I wish I could kill Tyler, and it's like if, <laughs> if you if you put stuff like that on the internet, like I just did. I mean, like that's just a part of yeah, you know, when it's written, it's hard. Obviously, it's more difficult. I guess the nuance is what what sarcasm and stuff like that. Like where do you where, yeah do you do you delete content that wasn't actually meant to do that, but I, I don't know. I mean, it, but that's the thing. Is like, topic. how do I guess you? It is hard. How do you draw that line? That apparently know? it doesn't matter as long as you don't add them. You can say their name, but you just can't add them. I feel like I just got added. Yeah, I didn't. Well, add you're you, not bro. a celebrity. Facebook delete this. Oh, Wait. So you ha- you can't add them. <laughs> you're not a celebrity. <laughs> if, you, if if you add them and they're a celebrity, then it's a problem. Yeah. Then but if you add layers. them and they're not a celebrity, or if you talk about them as a celebrity and you don't add them, man, whoever's right. making we, these we rules. Need a sh- Pandora's yeah. box. We need to shut the show down. What else do we need to talk about? Um, Robinhood, they're filing confidentially for an IPO with the SEC. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> what else? Follow up from the last GameStop's show. still rolling. That's oh, exciting. Yeah. Robinhood That's news. Unreal. The battle GameStop goes on. Still rolling. The squeeze has not squoze, as they say. <laughs> it's like my kids. Dude, I, do, your, do your kids do that? Do they make up versions of words and verbs and stuff that aren't are you, real are you kidding yeah because they're my mimicking me okay. i do that all the time made up she doesn't have yeah. any real words other than mussin which is mussin by the way that's the closest thing she has it's what she says she wakes up every morning and says dada mussin and that means muffin in oh okay yeah. that was muffin. man I, I some of my favorite like kid phrases the ones i will never forget are absolutely made up words usually mispronunciations right like things you would have expect but ofra and kafra were two of my favorites from uh from my young kids this office and coffee ofra and kafra uh and then man hebe hebe was my favorite one for my daughter h-e-b-y basically and for things that are heavy she'd pick it up and she'd but she always said it like that so she picks something up and she goes, Hebe, Hebe. It was awesome. I don't, don't want to cut this off because it's fun, but there's yeah, one follow up from last last week and then I got to go oh, or last week, okay. last show. Um, we talked about that guy who, who quit his job, right? From Amazon driver yeah. because the AI video, stuff like that. Oh. Um, Amazon delivery drivers have to consent to the AI surveillance in their vans or they lose their jobs. So he was he was Man. probably on the way out Man. either way, whether he did yeah, it himself sounds like. or whether or not uh, he the, just chose not to consent to it. So turned just, it into uh, a just a follow-up there that uh, Amazon responded instead of saying, this is not the case, don't worry about it, like there's misunderstanding, it said, nope, uh, consent or leave. Um, so that's basically what it came down to. So, yeah, yeah, I have a feeling, wow. especially with the unionization stuff uh, that's been in the news a lot about Amazon, that Amazon is probably going to lose that in the long run. Their biometric uh, data is included? Yeah. What? Uh, Sorry, I'm just reading through this. Yep. No, so it, it it's deep. It's invasive. Location. And that's where I, I think Amazon, 
I get why they're doing it, right? There's a lot of information they're trying to optimize. They're also trying to, you know, keep people safe, uh, probably all their people and, you know, people that are being oh delivered gosh, to. Dude. But but uh, there, there's probably a line in any number of them that they're crossing here. And I don't think that's going to hold up real well in the U.S. So there's a whole lot of it, but access to the driver's location outside of just the truck location, the driver's movement, their biometric data, like, are they uh, wearing a seatbelt? Are they, what, what's their body and facial movements? Do they appear distracted? Are they yawning? I mean, geez. Yeah. Stuff like that is crazy. I mean, I remember from the Lockheed days, right? The, the plant had security cameras all over it for, I would hope obvious reasons, right? right. You're building lots of military equipment. Um, but the union uh, for the mechanics, it was it was not allowed by corporate policy to use those cameras to basically get information about employees, as an example. Now, whether or not they never did it, I, I think debatable. But basically, if if somebody was not doing their job, you could not use the security footage to even review and use that against them. And most of that was based on union rules, right? Like Unreviewable play. Shot, yeah, basically, yeah, that's a, it's a good way to put it. But shy of uh, sabotage and actually doing something that was breaking the law, which I think is where they would, you know, kind of cross that line, the the footage from the cameras could not be used against an employee for any reason. That's wild. Also, <laughs> it's like Amazon needs to go ahead and just get with the driverless vehicles. Uh, I was reading something last week or so about them investing in Rivian, trying ah. to bring them on for a bunch of cars, a bunch of vans. Really? really? Yeah. All right. Rivian or they are or ride electronic uh, adventure no. vehicles. Yeah, they're they're uh, they have um, yeah they're TV the ones trucks. that they oh, they, they announced the, the pretty looking truck the, yeah, the yeah. good looking one though not the not that boxy thing. Yeah. Oh, here it is. Uh, so Rivian Amazon Amazon agreed to buy one hundred thousand Rivian electric Whoa. vehicles as part of its pledge to achieve net zero carbon emissions by twenty forty. So that's the main line. The other one is uh, they just don't want humans. Da. Didn't they start that trend whenever they roboticize their warehouses, stuff yeah. like that? They've never wanted humans. Humans bad. Well, apparently you start surveilling them and, and you get into trouble because that's, I'm They're, almost certain the headlines soon are going to be Amazon is sued for invasive employee tracking. That's yeah, why you have to yeah. consent. They're putting that's why you're right. yeah. Yeah. Or lose your right. job. <laughs> They're putting not, definitely not under them, duress, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they're uh, treating them as if they're robots. Right. Which, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they're going to use this to accelerate their robot plans. Yeah. This will, it'll, there's going right. to be some interesting news about that. I expect to see it in the headlines a few more times. Hey, y'all have a great Wednesday, huh? Yeah. And on that note, great Wednesday. That brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Thanks everyone for joining us. Please go like, subscribe, hit up vSpatial VR as well. Get yourself in the runnings for that glorious quest to giveaway the super secret one we've got have a wonderful week and we will talk to you on friday